And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle Tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. I've got a guest with me today. It's uh, Gary Maselli, who's a friend of the show. You've heard him on the show before, but not for a while. And sorry about that. There's just been so much going on and so many things happening. Haven't had a chance to have you on in a while, Gary, but welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Thanks. So uh, on today's podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, great experiences at Disney, you know, talk about some of the fun times we've had, some of the things we've been able to do, and uh, some of the, uh, the great moments that we've had as we go around the parks and, and have some fun with it. So I'll, uh, I'll kick things off. You know, for me, uh, it's the personal experience that really makes it, makes it wonderful. You know, it's, it's about who you're with and what you're doing. Um, you know, some of the, some of the truly great experiences I've had, I talked on my last podcast about going with my grandparents and, um, I got to tell you, some of my greatest experiences revolve around doing things like that, where I just went and I was, it was the company I was with, honestly, that, uh, made the experience great for me. Um, so, uh, my, my experience going for that, uh, that, uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas party is probably the one that stands out for me as like one of my greatest experiences. It was just the three of us, me and both my grandparents. And we were there, we were tooling around and we were just having so much fun eating cookies and drinking the, you know, drinking the That's hot so chocolate. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's fun. And that memory sticks with me. And that was more than 30 years ago. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, I remember going in and, you know, tooling around and just having some fun with it. And, um, at the time it was still a relatively new experience uh, so not many people knew about it, and it really wasn't that crowded. You know, it was an after-hours experience, and you went in, and it was like, this is really pretty neat, and uh, just made it kind of fun. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's, it goes to show it's not about, you know, how much money you spend at Disney. It's just about, who you know, the people you're with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and we just we just had such a good time. And, we, you know, we were we stayed outside the park. You know, we were staying off property and having some fun and whatever. And it was just the experience of just being with them was really, <clears throat> really what made it special. Now, of course, that's not the only experience I've had. You know, I've uh, I've been there with uh, with other family and other friends. I've definitely spent time there just uh, just with random friends. Some people I just met, um, you know, through this podcast or through some other means, through some Disney thing. I've just met them, and I'm like, hey, you want to hang out for the day? And we hang out, and it's fun, and it's a good time. And sometimes it's sort of a random thing where you run into somebody and you just start talking. They're, you know, you're solo, they're solo. You're just talking for a while. It's like you decide to get something to eat, and uh, you kind of hit it off and just have some fun. And um, there's some there's something to be said for that too. There's uh, there's a certain element to that. I'm obviously not afraid to talk to people, so that's not an issue for me. I know some people are more shy, and that doesn't always work. And you know, going solo to Disney doesn't work for everybody, but that's okay. You know, that's um, that's part of the fun of it. Sometimes is just doing things differently. Absolutely. So I know you had a story about one of your first experiences. I do. I, do. Um, I went to Disney several times when I was younger. I don't remember anything. Uh, before 2000, because I think when I went, it was 1994-ish. So I remember back in 2000, 
this was when Disney was popping out movies left and right. Inspector Gadget, My Favorite Martian with Christopher Lloyd. And they had so many movies and so many things were coming out that year. I don't believe we've met, huh? No, no, I, no he's a Martian. Martin? 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 Yes, correct. Martin. I'm called Martin. I'm ready to blend in now. Isn't it wonderful? And when I, I'll never forget, I went with my brother, my mom, and my dad. We went to MGM Studios and we took the back lot tour. And at that time, I was obsessed with Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick, that movie. Mm -hmm. Gadget. I was obsessed with that movie. So I remember going to the Backlot tour and they had, you know, props from Star Wars. They had the ship from My Favorite Martian. They had all these things. They had all these, you know, big props that it was so cool to see because when I'm, I was, I was eight years old back in 2000. So when I was this young and I saw all these props, you know, it's, it was like seeing the stars of the movie in person. And I'll never forget. So I was obsessed with this Inspector Gadget movie. So we passed the costume on the tram and I was, you know, too slow to take a picture because, you know, you see it for a second, then you, then the tram goes somewhere else. And then I, I'll never forget when we stopped the tram, the Inspector Gadget car was there, and it was crazy because I got off and I ran up to the car, and my mom took probably like ten or twelve photos. <laughs> and it was just so cool to see. I was, you know, this eight-year-old kid that loves this movie, getting to see, you know, one of the stars of the movie in person. And even though I'm sure, you know, a billion people see it every day, right. but it was just so cool to see. And then after that, we went into the, uh, the the mini museum that they had at the time. Yes. With, uh, with you know, all the props. And that was, you know, that was so cool to see. And that, uh, that sparked my, uh, my interest more in movies and filmmaking. And it was just, I, I think it's, I'll never forget that. I still have those pictures, but it was so cool to see like, that car and to see it up close to see what it, you know how big it was what it really looked like in person so that was one of my favorite moments in disney history i think that's that's really cool you know and and i have to say the mgm studios when it first opened you know and i I've, I've got a whole plan for how i'm going to talk address this topic because it's really kind of cool <laughs> but that whole backlot tour that they did and the way they let you know you kind of see and experience the movies from how a different perspective made. it was it was incredible I yeah. remember the the first time I took the tour. I went I I went to um, the studios probably nineteen. They opened in eighty nine. I think I went in nineteen ninety. It was like you know four or five months after it opened because it opened in October. And I I went and I took the back lot tour and I was you know kind of expecting you know not much of anything. But I'm going along and they go yeah let's go through the costuming shop and there's Mary Poppins dress. I'm like Mary Poppins dress. You know just the yeah. moment when you realize and there's people actually working at that time and there's people cutting sets and there's people doing stuff and. They're getting ready for some production, and they're talking about that production, and I'm like, this is astounding. Um, yeah. It really was pretty neat. Um, I, I was just fascinated by the whole backlot section of it, that they that they gave you this view of things, kind of like you always heard about Universal doing in Hollywood when, they, when you'd go on the backlot yeah. tour. And I didn't yeah. think they did anything like that in Florida, and I was totally amazed. Um, and I, I would agree. That was one of those highlight moments when I first saw that. I'm like, this is really cool. Um just because it was such a surprise and such a shock to be able to see that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. I think definitely for, for kids, especially when I was that young and seeing all these things from your favorite movie, it's like you're getting inside access and you, you're seeing things that you never think, you know, you'll see. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it wasn't like at a special museum. It was just at Disney. Yeah, exactly. And you talk about the uh, little museum that they had there. The museum, yep. if I'm not mistaken, is now the Pizza Planet shop. Um, 
it, uh, so there was this uh, two-level museum where you could go through and look at different props and get up close right. to them. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty neat. You know, was a, you're able to go in there and really look at some interesting things. And it was constantly rotating what was in there. So it was kind of neat because you could yeah. see different things every time you went. Uh, even if you went on multiple day, consecutive days, you might see different things. It was, uh, it was really amazing, the, uh, the things that they had there. And like you say, they were churning out a bunch of movies from like, you know, around 1990 to 2000. They were churning yeah. out movies, some better than others, but oh yeah, <laughs> there, there was there was quite a lot there. We, we were talking a little bit about Dick Tracy and, you know, how fascinating, you know, the, the film itself was just okay. But how fascinating it was that Disney put together a show, a live stage show on, based on Dick Tracy uh, in the, in the uh, studios there. Just, uh, just incredible. And the great thing, I think, about the Backlot Tour was it appealed to not just kids. It appealed to adults as well. Because when I went, I, remember, I, I saw pictures. They had the, um, the big, the ectoskeleton from Terminator. Yes. I remember, you know, parents taking pictures. So it really applied to adults and kids. And that's what I really liked is it shot for that demographic of mm-hmm. not just, you know, ages 8 through 13. It, 8 through, you know, 205 people live that long nowadays. <laughs> but, yeah. And um, it just appealed to so many different people. And that's why I think it, everyone really loved it. Yeah, I think you're right. And actually, you know, as I think about it now, one of the one of the cool things was the um, the various cast members they had doing the, the guided tour parts. Yeah, they were really good because they were well trained and well seasoned in what the movie production was really like. And they were kind of giving you a, a sense of what it was like to be around the movies, even though they may not have been around it. They were well trained. Um, yeah. So it was it was kind of neat. And they'd, uh, they'd tell stories about some of the props. Some of the stories were a little bit fictitious, but that's okay. They yeah. were still good oh, yeah. stories. Um, one of my favorite you know, faux stories was the one about the um, plane from Casablanca that uh, Disney found, and they figured out it was the right plane that, uh, that was there. And so they have the prop inside the great movie ride that was the plane, yeah. actual plane that was used in Casablanca. And the tail section is now in the Jungle Cruise, but for some period of time it was outside on the, um, on the backlot tour. Yeah. And they told this story about how it was the actual plane they figured out from the serial number or whatever. What about that? We'll always have Paris. But the funny part about that is that there was no plane in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually just a cardboard prop they had sitting there, so it just kind of, you know, kind of loses it a little bit. But that's okay. You know, it's uh, it, it makes for great lore anyway. Yeah, it makes for great stories for kids to go tell their friends at school. Absolutely, and you know, I, I can, I can. That kind of storytelling I can live with, I can forgive, because it's good storytelling. Yeah. Um, and it's busy. Exactly. You know, you, you expect a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, extended truth there, if oh, you yeah. will. <laughs> and, then, and I think that was, a great time. that was a great thing about the time, because now, I mean, I'm, uh, not to disrespect Disney, but, you know, some parents go for their kids. And I think that's really what always happened, is parents would go for their kids. Mm-hmm. Like some parents don't want to wake up and go to Disney World and get out and get a Mickey hat and eat at McDonald's, but but you know they do it for their kids and sometimes they forget they're doing it about their kids and they're having a great time. Like you know when I went, everyone just had a blast, and I, and I think that was really great about you know the time that I went. Yeah, you know I think you're right because that's you know that's kind of it. You know it's you you start off with. Your parents taking you because, you know, it's a great opportunity, you know, that maybe they've saved up for a long time. But then you develop this love for it um, or this great reverence or respect. And partly it's because, you know, your parents or your grandparents or whoever were with you or your great Uncle Joe. Yeah. Um, And you have that sort of memory of that. Uh, And it it helps kind of guide the process. You know, as you think about it, you start thinking about, hey, this was great when I came with, you know, my cousin. Yeah. And it's always not about, you know, what you see or how many rides you see. Mm. You could be standing on the line for an hour and a half 
and it will go by really fast. It just depends really who you're going with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you stand out there and you just, you know, you kind of enjoy the, uh, the moment of being with people and, you know, just yeah. kind of, kind of doing some things. And you know, the, the facades on the buildings still look more or less the same as they always did. So there's that connection and yeah. the, the musical scores that play on the background loops, they're more or less the same as they've always been. Um, yeah. so that, you know, that kind of stays consistent. So you always have that piece of it that, that sticks with you. Yeah. And so I love how they never change the facades. So you can go around and say, look, that, that's was, you know, that, and that was that show. And, and back in the day, I just really loved the live theater because they had, for the Hunchback show, they had so many people doing that theater. Mm-hmm. All of them were great. That, that was an amazing show. That was one yeah. that that I I just kind of stumbled upon. I was you know I was back, you know wandering around in the in the back lot area there, and I kind of came across it, and I was like, hey, this is pretty neat. You know, I came in maybe five minutes in, and I was just standing there, and I was fascinated um, at how many people were on the stage, or you know, at various times, and uh, just how it was all how it was all staged up, so that it, you kind of got the sense of the of the production of the of the movie. Yeah. Once a year we throw a party here in town. Once a year we turn all Paris upside down. Every man's a king and every king's a clown. Once again it's Tootsie Turvy Day. It's a day the devil in us gets released. It's a day we mock the trick and shock the priest. Everything is Tootsie Turvy at the feast of and, and like we were saying with Dick Tracy, I mean, that show was great because the set was always moving. And so the stage crew did awesome, the cast did awesome, and... Keep in mind, it's it's ninety degrees out, and they don't have water bottles on stage. They're in these humongous costumes, yeah. and they're doing these shows like thirteen, fourteen times a day in the summer. Oh, it's amazing, and you know, and I, I I give them a lot of credit because I remember what it was like being a cast member who was just in a regular costume, not the big bulky ones during the I summer, mean, and it was it was pretty brutal for me. And you know, we, they give us lots of breaks and stuff, and uh, I'm yeah. just you know, I give them so much credit for being able to do it. Yeah, especially how long they do it for. Some of those people in the Mickey costumes are out for so long. Oh, exactly. It's just it's incredible to me, you know. And they're they're, they're yeah. really nice, you know. If you if you ever have a chance to meet someone who's ever played one of those characters, you meet them. They're such nice people, you know. They're yeah. like, yeah, it was kind of a brutal thing, but I loved it because you know there was the, you see the kids and whatever. Yeah. And kids, I don't mean to say that there's anybody in that costume. It is actually the character. I'm just kind of kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mickey is really Mickey. That's right. Of course. <laughs> of course, of course. There is no other way. Yeah, there's there's no other way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. You know, you, you made me start thinking about, you know, some of the things, um, some of the times that I went. You know, I remember going on a school trip once um, in, you know, it was probably I was in middle school. We went on a school trip. It was a one-day trip. And, you know, you get up there and you have some fun. And, and I just remember my friend and I, we we did this thing. Um, he and I made an, an agreement. You had to stay in pairs and he and I made an agreement. We were just going to do some, some offbeat things a little bit. Right. So we went, we rode a couple of attractions and we left the park and we actually, we got our hand stamped because at the time we still had hand stamps. And we, yeah. uh, we actually rode over to the contemporary and we went down to the, uh, to the game room and we played game, arcade games for, you know, like two hours. It sounds totally ridiculous now when I think back on it, but it was so much fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it was just me and my friend, and we were hanging out in the arcade at the Contemporary. And, you know, I don't know that the two of us would have ever found ourselves in the Contemporary like that, except for that school trip. 
And um, we talked about it for years. I mean, just how much fun we had down there and some of the, some of the games we played and whatever. Because there were some neat things. If you ever went into the old game room in the Contemporary, there were some really neat things in there. There was a, a shooting gallery, kind of like the Frontierland shooting gallery. There was a, um, there was a, a, a sort of a hologram skull thing, kind of like Madame Leota that they had. And you could see how it was done. And that was really, you know, it was fascinating because you actually right. got to see how it was done. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Um, and there was a bunch of, you know, arcade-type games that you could play. So it was really a, an amazing experience. And, you know, we made it back in time for check-in and everything because you had to check-in at, like, you know, you know, twice a day. You had to go meet with the, your teachers and make sure they knew where you were. Yeah. But nobody seemed to care that we disappeared for a couple of hours. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the lore, too. It's like, you know, I think that's kind of helped me develop the sort of the, the personality I have in terms of being able to see the parks that way. That it's not always yeah. about riding the rides. It's about experiencing it, right, and seeing different things. And, you know, I can remember going back to the parks when I was in college. And um, once in a while I'd head over to the Contemporary and just go to the arcade because and there was a great memory there. And they still had most of the things still there at that time. Um, it's, it's really kind of neat how you, you can yeah. kind of keep that in mind. I completely agree. I mean, the last time I went to Disney was, I believe, in 2013. And I haven't, haven't been there in, you know, 13 years so um, when I went there, it was just, you know, I really didn't even have to go on the rides. It's just going around, looking around and seeing and reminiscing about all the memories that the great memories that I had there was that was an experience in itself. And it's great because no one else has that experience but me. Right. Exactly. You have that unique experience in what you yeah. what you saw and what you did. Yeah. That's all about Gary. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's it's really neat because you know I think everybody can relate to that in some way that you have you have the experience that you have when you go and to you the have parks. that memory that you really hold on to and that you love that inspired you at one point point. Mm-hmm. and you can still kind of find that if you go back to the you know if you if you love the Magic Kingdom or you love the studios or whatever you go back to that park and you can still find something that captures that piece of the the imagination. Yeah. Um, you know maybe maybe some of the stuff is gone maybe the attraction has changed or whatever but you still remember sort of that spot or that, you know, some, some thing you notice and you go, Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, it's just amazing yeah. to me. <clears throat> uh, I'm always, I'm always thinking about that. You know, what are the things that I remember from what, you know, when I was growing up and some of the first things I saw when like I went to Epcot the first time, you know, what, what were some of the things that made it interesting? And I, every time I go back, I think about it. And, uh, yeah. Every time, every time I go to back to Hollywood studio, well now how Hollywood series, I right. think they're changing the name soon. Yeah. I think so. so uh, back, maybe back to MGM. Who knows? But uh, whenever I go back to MGM, it's uh, it's great to even look around and just see how much everything's changed to see all the happy people. And I just remember me being that happy when I was that young going there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just even like even like now, the, the Backlot Tour, I remember even when they were passing the, the costume department and the workers were just working inside the building, not paying attention to any of the tourists. Yeah. But it was just, you know, so awesome to see them making and uh, preparing all the costumes for the movies. And, you know, that's, that's an experience you can only get at Disney. That's true. You know, that's, that's one of those things. You're right. Cause that memory, the memory of that is pretty strong, you know, the, of seeing people working there. And I, when you said that, I, I immediately went back to not only that, the animation studio, when you walked into oh, yeah. animation and you saw actual animators in there doing animations, they were drawing. And, yeah. um, sometimes they'd be, you know, sometimes they'd be having a meeting or sometimes they'd wave or sometimes they'd be goofing around, but they yeah. were doing the work and they were actually animating a film. Um, and that was really kind of neat to be able to kind of experience that and see it and, you know, watch them do it today. You get to go in and you see them, you know, they, they show you sort of what the process looks like, 
Yeah. But at that time, you were actually watching them animate or paint the film, paint the actual cells. And it was it was remarkable. I mean, you you kind of have a sense of how much work it is, but until you see it... <laughs> it's so much work. It's they unbelievable. They for hours just to get everything just right. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure, you know, if you... Um, if you have one of those little flip books that you can that you can get where you flip through and it has like, you know, five seconds worth of a, you know, a, um, an animation and you're yeah. flipping the book and the books, you know, the books may be, you know, six inches thick and it's five seconds of animation. Think about how much work it takes to make a two hour film or an hour and a half film um, with other things moving besides the one character in that flip book. Right? Yeah. It's just, it's remarkable. Um, yeah. Hold it. Hold it. What do you mean I wasn't a dragon? Can you believe it? See, I'm a hundred percent grade A dragon. And that's what I think is so great about Disney is, um, you know, I've said this before, when an eight-year-old kid goes to see a movie, years later he forgets that he saw the movie. He forgets what day he saw the movie. You know, he forgets what the feelings were. He, you know, he just saw the movie. But when he, an eight-year-old kid goes to Disney, he remembers that forever. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. And it- because, you know, that experience, only, only like you and I, like when we went to Disney, only that experience we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it really is neat because it's it's a very personal thing, and um, when you have this when you have this personal thing to you, it, it makes it really really kind of special. The, the whole experience is something that's that's about you and what what you're seeing. And um, you know, as you look around, you know, sometimes like I say, I go to the parks by myself sometimes, and I people watch, and I watch other people and how they relate to things and how they react to things. And sometimes you can see that you know that that moment when they're making the impression the impressionist memory there, right? You know, it's sticking yeah. with them. Because there's something that happens. It's almost like, you know, it's almost magical in a way where they have that moment and they go, oh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of neat to see that happen, you know, when they, when they realize that, you know, that's – they may not realize it at that moment, but I see it, that they're going to have a memory of that. Yeah. Or when, or when you're just like getting off a ride and you see the people next to you get off the ride and their kids are so happy and the fathers are smiling, the mothers are having such a great time. You know they're going to remember that for a long time. Oh, Absolutely. And I, I think it's kind of neat. And I, you know, I, sometimes I'll, I'll go out and I'll, I'll peruse some of the Disney boards that are out there, you know, some of these message boards, or I'll go through Facebook and I'll read other people's comments about something. And it's, it's interesting to me to see the things that capture people's attention. You know, it's like Disney had a remarkable thing they did with this, um, this memory maker where they're offering you the opportunity to buy a CD of like all your, you know, all the pictures that get taken by a, um, Photopass, Photopass photographer. Which are thousands and thousands of pictures. Absolutely. But I think, you know, the fact that Disney is offering that, you know, forgetting about the price point for a minute, I think it's a really great idea that they're offering it because you can, you can then own all those pictures and all those memories and you don't have to worry about taking out your camera and all of you are in the picture instead of, you know, like some of you. Um, so, you know, one person isn't taking the picture, which is kind of neat. And I think that's, you know, that's really one of those things that I helps, that helps capture that memory just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, kind of back to my point about, you know, reading some of these bo- message boards and so forth. People talk about that a lot, the pictures that they take, you know, when I was going there and I was growing up, you know, you had a, you had a, maybe you had a 35 millimeter camera that had 36 pictures you could take a, you know, take with the film and then you go develop the film. So it was an expensive proposition. Now you have, you know, digital photos and they're, you know, they're essentially free. Um, and you can take millions of them, but you can also take these, um, you know, take these photo pass things. And we kind of take it for granted that somebody's walking around with a camera and just taking pictures of you throughout the day. And it's kind of neat in a way that, you know, you can now capture that and that becomes part of your memory. For me, it's more about my imagination because I was, you know, I was, I'm a little older and I was there when, the, you know, when we didn't have those kinds of cameras and things. Yeah. But it's really kind of neat how it's evolved. And that becomes a very important part of everything that people have in their memories and their collective memories. Um, yeah. And another thing, I remember when I was, when I was eight years old, 
this is the same time I went to Disney, and I remember going to see the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground, and even though now I look at it, and, you know, it's for kids, and I just thought it was just, it's still so cool how they just made that happen. It is kind of, it is really cool, isn't it? <clears throat> um, yeah. I loved it. I remember when they put it in, um, and I went to see it with a friend, and you know we were both adults, and we went and saw it, and it was like, oh, this is really pretty cool, and we kind of wandered around through it a little bit because it was just kind of neat. And then when I had my kids and I took them there, they were just like, this is so cool, and I went with another friend and his kids, and we just had the best time. And that, for me, that's the classic memory right there was my kids and his kids playing around in there and just having some fun, and you know everything else about it just kind of worked. It just kind of came together, and it was like, wow, this is really what a great idea. And it really is. It, it's amazing. You know, that, that little playground is really quite remarkable. Yeah. I mean, when you go around and see the things that stood the test of time, mm-hmm. you like when you go back with your kids, you realize why. Yes. Like um, the Haunted Mansion ride. Mm-hmm. I went on that for the first time back in 2013. First really? time. Really? Yeah. I know. I'm very late. I should get uh, my head chopped off, but... Uh, it was just, you know, when I was on it, I'm like, you know, this ride has been here since the park opened, and now I know why. Because it's just such a fun ride. It really is. It's It's got a certain remarkable, you know, characteristic to it, because it really, yeah. you know, it, it tells a story in a way. But it's a kind of a, you know, it's a it's an abstract story, because you don't really know what the story is. Yeah, and the Pepper Ghost effect is awesome. Mm-hmm. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a daft disguise. They pretend to terrorize. I was going to say, for those of you who don't know, the Pepper Ghost effect, that's the one that's in the ballroom primarily, where the, um, yeah. the ghosts come and go. And that's actually done with, a, with basically a piece of reflective glass. And the, yeah. the, the um, ghosts, are the ghosts, which are actually auto, auto animatronics, are underneath you when you're going through the ballroom. And that's how they make them turn on and off. They shine the light on them, take the light off. It's very clever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But that's the way a pepper, you know, the pepper ghost has, has been around since, I don't know, the 1800s. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a remarkable, uh, remarkable thing that Disney was able to leverage it and make something that was that cool and has it going on every day. <laughs> and if it looks real, too. I mean, it looks like they're really dancing. Yeah. Which is awesome. And, and, they, and they're in the right positions and everything. So, you know, the perspective yeah. is right regardless of where you're sitting as you go through that, that section of the, of the, uh, of the uh, ride. Yeah, and everything is always perfect. I mean, nothing, nothing's faulty, you know, nothing looks old. Everything just looks perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's, one of, that's the testament to, uh, to having built something that's really uh, special. special. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was, I was going to say, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, I know that it, for the moment it's down for refurbishment because there's a lot of, yeah. um, there were a lot of technical glitches with it and they're working on some things. Um, and part of those, a lot of those technical glitches are more, some of the more modern things that they put in there. The um, the original pieces are still working. Um, all the things that were there originally, it's just amazing to me. I think that's so funny is, that all the all the new technology is is broken down, but then the old technology is still there. <laughs> it's, it's working. It's incredible, isn't it? It's just yeah. you know when you stop and think about it, you go, wow, that's you know that's the stuff that that really does make it amazing. Now I know you know they have other problems like some of the some of the uh, the boats and stuff uh, uh, take sure. on water, but that's a that's a separate issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's the way it goes, right? Yeah. But it's 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 amazing. I mean, as <clears throat> you just look around and you you know, you think about some of the things that that are there, and you know the way they capture your imagination. I, you know, I know you didn't get to go to um to Epcot when it first opened, but one of the cool things about it was they had this sort of it was supposed to be like technology of tomorrow, right? And they did right, these right. they did these things in in the um in intervention. It was the Communicore section at the time. Now it's interventions or it was interventions. Now I guess it's going to be something else, but whatever. Um, in the Communicore sections, they used to do these um these visions of the future, and they do like you know they do audience surveys and they do show you how things are made and do different you know sort of uh, technical things and the Astuter computer review that, you know, they did things that kind of showed you a different perspective on sort of um, technology. And uh, they had some remarkable technology. They had video chat available throughout the park. If you wanted to ask where something was in the park, you walked up to this kiosk and pushed a button and a person would come on and you'd see yeah. them and you'd talk to them. And, you know, it just had so much magic to it when they first put it in. It was like, this is really cool. Um, you know, it's like where Tomorrowland wanted to be. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it was really kind of neat. And, and those kinds of things, they make an impression. You know, I, um, Epcot opened when I was uh, 15, I guess. So, you know, when I think about it, I go, you know, that was really, you know, that as to a 15-year-old, that really made a huge impression. Um, just because it was so remarkable to see some of the things that they had there um, and think about technology and, you know, just what the future could hold for us. Um, that kind of reminds me of the Carousel of Progress. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I still love that. It's been open for so long, but it's just such a funny ride. It really is. I mean, it's quirky and it's funny and it's, you know, it's got a sense of humor to it. The that The dog lives for more than a hundred years. <laughs> I don't know how, but it, it, the dog is always there and it looks the same. <laughs> it's, it's classic. I mean, it's just got such a neat idea to it. And, yeah. you know, I, I, as I've said many times in the past, one of, it's one of my favorite rides for the simple reason that it was one that Walt actually touched. And um, so you can almost feel his presence in there when you're when you're riding through it, um, because he actually had something to do with it directly. Uh, so I, I just find that kind of neat in its own way. You know, that just that yeah. makes it even more special when I think about it. For other people, it's other reasons, but that's one of the reasons I really like it. Absolutely, I, I have a connection to Walt Disney, sort of, kind of. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I, I think we all do when we enter the park and receive that magic. I think you're right. I think yeah. that's exactly what it is. He's Walt Disney. I'm sure is still there somewhere. I think so. He li- you know, he lives lives on and uh, through the through the hearts and minds of uh, of the of the entire park. Uh, right, exactly, and all the employees as well. Exactly, employees. <laughs> no, they're cast members. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> all the cast members. And that's you know, it, it, and thank you for reminding me about that. That was something I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about um, why it's so magical and why it sticks with you. It's you know, we were talking about shows and productions and the entirety of the Walt Disney World Resort. They call everyone a cast member for a reason because you're part of the cast. You're putting on a good show for your guests who are coming to visit you at the park. And that's part of the reason that we all have this sort of memory of it. Because if you think about it, there's probably cast members you've encountered. I know you have um, through some of the some of the um, shows that you were talking about. But um, some of the cast members that you encounter who made an impression on you in some way. Um, yeah. Because they're, they were, you know, they were doing something. They were in such good character. They were doing the right things. They had it going on. They understood what it what it was, and that just makes that makes all the difference. I mean, you know, Universal's good, and they do some good things. And you know, Harry Potter is wildly successful. But the one oh, yeah. thing that they lack, sort of generally, is you know, really good cast members who can do some of the some of this stuff and fill in those blanks. Yeah, that Disney can do. No, nothing can still touch Disney. Right, in that in that sense, I think nothing touches it because Disney still does that right. Um, 
you know, they, they've got the magic touch when it comes to hiring people. So it's just, okay. that, that's one of those things I just wanted to, to mention because it was, uh, I was reminded about that and I'm like, you know, it, it really does make a difference. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Very cool. Well, Gary, um, you know, it's always fun to talk, talk about Disney and, you know, all the fun things you can do, uh, you know, and these, these great memories of, of different yeah. things and great experiences. And I appreciate you uh, coming on again to, Absolutely. to talk about them. All right. Well, thanks, uh, thanks everyone, for joining us this week. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a Pin Trading app.